0: Welcome to the Rappaport Diamond Podcast. In this edition, our news editor Avi Kravitz and publisher John Costello discuss their key takeaways and personal highlights from the JCK Las Vegas show.
1: Hi everyone, uh, this is Avi. I've just got back from uh, the Vegas show and I'm sitting here with John Costello, our publisher who is with me in Vegas. Hi, John.
0: Hi, Avi. How's
1: the jet lag? uh well it's a bit of a struggle i won 't lie, but um th- what do they say it's a, a day for every hour so i 've got to think nine nine days left <laughs> um until we get back to normal but um it's certainly good to to get get back into a routine normal routine at least and uh and, and sort of um look back at the show and 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 with the wisdom of hindsight. Um, gain some perspective of what we learned in in vegas this year um h- how how was the show for you
0: okay i i think i it's always great to go out and meet people um, no matter how much you can conduct business or relationships within the industry behind email or telephone or or Skype or whatever it may be. Actually meeting people on the ground and talking to them and and, and seeing the industry in action is is always a pleasure. Um, So that was very rewarding. Um, I I think the show overall was a a little disappointing for the diamond industry. Some people did very well, some people not so well and some people in in the in the mid-ground but i think football was a little bit light um and yeah i think it's uh but look i always always enjoy going to vegas and to the show so yeah it was a, it was a good trip well
1: yeah i mean regardless of whether it's a good show or not it's a, it's always a, a meeting point for for the industry um the question is if uh, you know how many business new business cards do you do you come away with um and uh you know speaking to people at the show it wasn't even less so this year about making actual sales um at least in the diamond um pavilion which was i think our focus um in in the re- in in the research that we did and um, was less about actual transactions and more about networking and marketing and sort of um strengthening those uh, ties that you have with the american clients
0: yeah i i i think i was talking to one uh Indian manufacturer, and and it's their view that the show model, in terms of of what um, exhibitors can get from it, has has fundamentally changed, and they're kind of saying to me now that where a lot of business used to be done at the booth, at the show, uh, people buying and selling diamonds, their view is nowadays that there's less business done, if any at all, and these trade shows are just another point of contact with, a, with your customer. Mm-hmm. um and that point of contact will be over several different channels including phone email show and the sale if it does happen may happen over an extended period of time not necessarily just at the show so i think a lot of people were reviewing the the their return on investment on in the show do they need such a big booth the indian uh, manufacturer i was speaking to actually was sharing a booth with another indian company uh as well so i think People are, are reviewing what shows meet to them, um, where it fits in with their mix and, and how much the show used to be the big focus. And I, I think in an industry that's predominantly made up of small uh, family orientated businesses, the financial outlay and and not only the financial outlay, but the actual effort of getting all your goods and, and, and getting the delivery to show, traveling there with your your staff members, what that leaves behind at you, in your actual business, uh, in your in your home HQ. Um, and and also when you return, as we're experiencing the jet lag and the, the trauma of traveling such a long distance, I think they're reviewing that and just they, they, they're kind of asking questions. Who knows what it will mean for next year? But I, I definitely think the light footfall in the diamond section um, had a lot of people questioning what they're going to do next year. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, it's not—it's not only about
1: the buyer visitor traffic; it's also about the number of in of exhibitors. Um, I, I noticed, or, and as you mentioned, a few a few companies were sharing booths um I, I felt that there were fewer exhibitors in general um th- this year and I, I think one aspect of it I- is that uh, trading uh, so much of trading has moved online people have access to um to goods and to suppliers through through technology that um that again that it's uh, it's another reason that they would be questioning um the value that they get out of these shows um, I mean we saw it also with uh, we've seen it with other shows with Baselworld with, with to an extent the Hong, sh- Hong Kong shows um, but uh, but I think we we, we saw it um, this year because of the lighter, lighter foot traffic
0: yeah one pretty big company mentioned to me that uh, they kind of feel that the industry has just become so price sensitive now that um, your customer is loyal to you for as long as you're giving them the best price and if they can get the same merchandise for three cent per car cheaper next door boom they're gone from you and they're gone to the other guy mm. so at a trade show the the added value you can give you know kind of the, just kind of falls away compared to just people on a website clicking on, on what they see as the lowest price one thing that i did see in the show was definitely the guys um who were involved in the technology side Um, Whether that's uh, synthetic testing, whether it's companies like Seren, they seem to attract an awful lot of attention. And I think technology has become such a big thing in an industry that has for many decades shunned it. Um, I I saw them doing quite a bit of business uh, uh, as well. So it was interesting. I think there was pockets of success in the the show, but I think overall the diamond sector... um, in the large, maybe struggle that didn't have such a, a mm-hmm. great show.
1: Well, I, I, I agree with the, with that technological angle, um, and it's not only amongst the tech providers like Seren and uh, and, and others. Um, but the manufacturers, I think you, you're seeing the, the diamond manufacturers are using technology to showcase an added value that they can they can provide their suppliers. Um, so, for, uh, as an example, the, uh, you know the Ritani, which is a, a jewelry a jewelry wholesaler, launched its new virtual sh- shelf technology at the show, mm-hmm. where it's basically a platform and an app that retailers can use to show. Um, inventory through technology in their store so they don't have to physically hold their their inventory so we're seeing more of the that type of technology um being marketed at least to to retailers
0: yeah it's it's interesting because the amount of times i saw a technological uh version of the story of a diamond whether it be from mine to market or how it's cut and it's interesting that it's still in its infancy. I didn't see anything that was like wow, but you can definitely see an awful lot of the manufacturers, and they're they're trying to tell that story to the mm. consumer. And again, I think a, a lot of, a lot of this is to you know counter against synthetics, whose story of origin isn't so sexy and cool. Um, but it it was amazing the 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 multitude of. Versions of of that story through technology, um, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves and, and succeeds.
1: Yeah, well, and they're doing it at some some cost as well. One of the, one interesting conversation that um, that I had with with a, a rather sizable Indian manufacturer who I don't want to mention their name yet because I think they they're still in the process of of working it out, but they are considering charging extra for um for that for the use of their diamond journey and in inv- um in their quotes uh program and because there's a certain cost that um mm. cost that that, that they've uh, they've invested in to develop these programs so it's not as linear and straightforward as um as it seems people are betting that um that this will be a um, this is the direction that the market is I- is moving in and 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 we're seeing on multiple levels that manufacturers and jewelry wholesalers are trying to sort of woo retailers in with uh, not just with their goods but with the service that they can provide which you know which is largely through technology
0: mm-hmm. But one thing uh, that was really uh, evident and, and prevalent at the show was the synthetics. I think synthetic uh diamonds definitely came of age at this show and I think it was a a, a looming uh shadow definitely on the the natural industry um that has its its worries about the the the, the category um but also, it was just the amount of synthetic uh, people uh, who had taken booths. Uh, definitely, was up by quite a f- few numbers on, on last year, uh, and I think it really captured the imagination of conversations. And uh, you know, definitely, we had Martin Rappaport's, uh breakfast uh, uh, talk, which uh, really made the headlines in the industry, and had had people in the industry talking a lot. And you could see the feedback he was getting from the audience there, which mm-hmm. was very strong when he announced. That that RapNet, uh, through its um, its poll of members, uh, overwhelm- overwhelmingly said they did not want synthetics on RapNet, did not want a synthetics price list, and really wanted to form a, a natural diamond industry body. Like that was getting woos and claps and cheers in the audience when he announced that. So it's a, it's kind of a, you're either with us or against us when it comes to synthetics. Uh.
1: Well, it, it's it's an emotional topic for the for the trade, and it's um, it's it's definitely dominated headlines in the last year it was only a year ago that lightbox was um, w- was launched and we've seen we've seen how the industry has uh, how the conversation has changed. Um, it's no longer just about lightbox, um, which uh, which I think initially gave sort of a green light to to others to experiment with um, with lab grown diamonds. Um, but now it's more about um, realizing that uh, that this is a this is a part of the industry that's that's sort of here to stay. Um, and how do we deal with it? You know, um, I think a lot of retailers are asking if they should be. Uh, if they should carry lab-grown diamonds in their stores, um, many manufacturers are wondering if they can get a better profit margin out of um, manufacturing um, lab-grown diamonds over natural diamonds, and so it's it's an emotive topic, and we saw that in the in the Rapnet vote. I, I, I think that the the audience at the show was uh, was kind of behind this uh, this move not to. They've really f- you felt that there was they they viewed it as a threat. Um and so um and that we need to defend uh, defend the industry from. Uh we'll, we'll see how see how it evolves. I think um the the key to to this um this issue is differentiation and um I think there is some encouraging uh, signs that there is a greater differentiation and um and less of a negative angle between the two you know I think a lot of the synthetics growers are shying away from, um, using that's uh, you know, cl- the claim that, uh, that lab grown diamonds are more sustainable and, and ethically sourced than, um, than natural diamonds, because they realize it's got, there's no real basis for that.
0: Yeah. I think that's one thing that, um, we've seen, uh, I, I, I suppose we've seen the natural diamond industry better, uh, Understand and confront the the lab-grown diamond um, producers, and as you said, those two key things that you know the lab-grown diamonds are saying, "Oh, we're more ethical and we're more green, environmentally friendly." Um, the rug has been kind of pulled under uh, or out from that argument um, because. You know, synthetic diamonds or lab-grown diamonds—they don't grow in trees. There's a huge amount of, of power and energy and, and mm. chemicals used in the production, um, that are absolutely not environmentally friendly. And the whole ethical aspect of it—there's, there's, there's no doubt that lab-grown diamonds make most likely wealthy people wealthier, because to own a lab-grown diamond factory, you have to have upfront the capital, uh, You have rise. to have, have money in your pocket to do that. Um, where, if you look at Sierra Leone and, and places that are close. To Rappaport's heart, um, in terms of the artisanal miners and stuff like that, definitely diamonds do good. Um, there are exceptions to that for sure, and we have a lot of work to do to clean our industry up. But there's no doubt there are there are, there are millions of people that have very little alternative to earn a living and a livelihood apart from natural diamonds and artisanal mm-hmm. mining. Um, so that message is coming out very strong. And, and it's very important that retailers are able to t- say that. At the end of the day, the consumer is going to go to the side. And I think one thing that Martin was saying very strongly at the breakfast is we have a battle to keep the natural diamond as the the. the, the the key part of the engagement ring uh, story, and if we lose that, and that suddenly gets out outpaced by synthetic diamonds, then our industry is in big trouble. So I, I, I think at least having a level playing field, you know, uh, synthetic diamonds are are they're better price um and if you just want something sparkly you know knock yourself out but the the thing that consumers need to be told is the truth you know it's a lie that they're more ethical it's a lie that they're environmentally friendly and as martin pointed out you know what store value do these uh synthetic diamonds have do you know what i mean if you have a customer that spends thirty thousand dollars or even ten thousand dollars with you and two years later they go to try to get it appraised or go to sell it and they're getting an absolute fraction of, of that value and they come back to you how prepared are they for that kind of loss or, or mm. do they even see synthetic diamonds as a store value in any way, shape or form? And I think that that story will evolve and we'll get to know it. But yeah, um
1: one of the points that he, he made it in, in his breakfast um, speech was that um there should be a clear disclosure that um uh, from the retailer's part when they're selling to um to cons- uh, synthetics to consumers that um that diamond may lose value um over time because um because it lacks the rarity uh, rarity aspect of it but but you touched on uh, on the point of um of diamonds doing good and th- and that was a really really strong theme that I picked up at the at the show this year. There were countless um seminars and and speeches and companies that were um trying to tell that story um in a more effective way, which I think was very encouraging um it It, it started with uh with Botswana president Masisi, um, who um addressed who who gave the opening address to um to uh, for the j c k show and, and his wife uh, uh, gave a speech at the forever mark breakfast um she was a um uh, she she worked for de at um, at some point and really told the diamond story and um and how how it affected her life on a personal level which was very um very effective and uh, an effective story and and touching one um but the president um really outlined uh, outlined very um eloquently how um how how diamonds have um, uh, made an impact on his country and that extends to other countries like you mentioned um sierra leone in the artisanal mining sector and what's encouraging about um about th- 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 the show, I think, is that the in, the industry re- really recognizes that this is a story we need to tell, and that's where, um, all, you know, all these provenance and source verification programs, um, come in. So, so we we saw quite a few announcements at the show. Um, El Rosa, um, un- unveiling their uh, their their provenance um, program for diamonds that uh, are polished by El Rosa. Which um, we we could have a separate podcast probably on on that um, on that announcement. Um, tracer the the, the De Beers initiative is um, the tracer blockchain is expanding now and getting ready to to incorporate the the wider trade. So so there's definitely things that are happening on the ground in that in, in that sense. Yeah,
0: there's no doubt about, it and I think from my own perspective, uh, questions that I asked regarding uh, source verification and and uh, verification of origin last year to the likes of a rose and to the likes of the beers it was, i was kind of fobbed off and all oh, consumers aren't really interested in that it's 180 degrees different this year people the 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 manufacturers the miners everyone is on source verification and they know it's a consumer-led demand and uh, it was the big theme and it's funny that you ma- mentioned blockchain it was quite funny where blockchain was i suppose the big thing of of uh, jck 2018 this year, it was very much uh, a side thing. It was, it was a side thing. It was true. really like source verification. It's Powered by Blockchain, but it's source verification. Right. And Blockchain right. just, I suppose, got put in its place that it's it's a technology that's as good as the information you put in. As Martin Rappaport is famous for saying, uh, put garbage in, put garbage out. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's true of Blockchain uh, also. So Blockchain was really down the rung of important things and announcements in jck this year where last year was all blockchain 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 so right. it's good that the industry is putting it blockchain in context which is very good
1: yeah that's a, that's a good point that uh that i didn't sometimes you make them john <laughs> <laughs>
0: I try.
1: I try. <laughs> um, that I hadn't. I hadn't thought of it um, earlier, but it was definitely a sort of understated and, and more sub- subdued. And and people realize, I think that it's not about the technology in this case. Uh, the technology enables the story, um, and that's what's important: is that how do we get the story out there? Firstly, within the trade, because it seems that the trade isn't completely aware of all the good that it's doing, um, and then. Um, getting to the retail level which is um, which is the most important to tell that story um to consumers and the question that it was was kind of asked um at the at the report um, uh, a town hall meeting on ethical supplies if you can can you sell those diamonds um for a higher price because they're ethically sourced and a, n- uh, a number of people in the room uh, were quite convinced that you can, um, and, and one would think that you can. Um, you know, do you value the um, the the source, the the e- the the fact that the diamond's ethically sourced? Does that add as much value to the color and the clarity of the diamond? Is it kind of that fifth fifth C um, that, uh, that 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 encompasses the value of the diamond? And it seems that uh, that one can. It's uh, it's difficult to put a number on it at this stage, but um, I guess uh, it, with time as these programs develop we'll we'll learn more about that.
0: Yeah, one other interesting aspect was the the kind of um, the realization I think in the industry. That marriage isn't what it wa- was uh, in times past, in terms of uh, uh, the institution that everyone kind of uh, levitated towards. Um, I mean, the relationships and 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 that you know, love affairs, marriages, relationships aren't a, a fairy tale. We all live happily ever after. That there's the rough and the smooth, and it's interesting that for forever, Mark um, and I, I spoke with them, a wonderful team. They've done an awful lot of market research into this. And and they're moving away from the traditional notion of of marriage and and moving towards more, um, you know, they call their collection the the engagement and commitment collection. So it doesn't, a a ring and and giving a a diamond ring to celebrate a relationship does not necessarily have to revolve around uh, a a proposal of, of marriage. And... They're really open and, and believe the industry has to be open to a, a new form of relationships that—that that is a rainbow. And, and I use rainbow quite specifically from from uh, men and men to women and men and women and women. And, and also whether people are married married or in their just a long term commitment or, or whatever that flavor of relationship can be, because they were very much uh, when I spoke with them, when I sat with Martin Rappaport in the meeting and they very much believed Martin's assessment of the natural diamond engagement ring or commitment ring or whatever we want to call it if we lose that as an industry we're we're really in a in a difficult position so they believe that this campaign can can actively engage the modern uh, millennial and, and gen z uh, audience and, and and how their relationships are, are playing out and not the the industry traditional notion of of marriage mm. um,
1: yeah I mean I I um I spoke to a number of the of um sup- suppliers of bridal um at the show and um and they almost unanimously su- uh, made that observation that um that bridal as a category has been <coughs> has been on a downtrend um c- there's a, a lower average spend on on a diamond engagement ring um which is consistent with i think what uh, what De beers has been saying um, about the category mm-hmm. so um regardless of how you view marriage the the category um needs uh, needs a reboot um, and that seems to be um uh, seems to be um uh, that that seems to be something that everyone agree agrees on um, to an extent uh, i think it's, there's been some um it's been neglected in some way over the last few years. You know, there's been a, a rightly so, a, a strong focus on female self purchases um, as a as a marketing um, as a as a focus as a marketing focus for the industry. And now um, with Forevermark, Mark, they they've decided to 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 switch the focus back to bridal. And it's not only Forever Mark, um, Tiffany. Um, Tiffany launched uh, a new collection uh, a new bridal um, and engagement ring design um for the first time in many years um earlier this year um and uh, and a few other uh, other brands are are looking at bridal um in a in a, in a renewed way to boost the category I think that's a positive there were m- there were many positives from the show you know t- we we uh we kind of looked around and saw that the, the the foot traffic was uh was lower that it was lighter and um and people weren't making as many sales as they may have in in previous years but that's more a reflection i think of um well it's a reflection a of the state of the diamond industries going through a tough um period um in two thousand and nineteen um, and it's a it's a sta- it's a reflection of how people are, f- are approaching um, trade shows as well, um, but it's not a reflection of what's happening in the U.S. jewelry market, which I think is still robust, and and we got signs of a lot of innovation, and people are really trying to um, uh, recognizing the the positives in the, in that space. So I, I got a lot of positives out of this uh, out of the show. So what was your highlight of the show? Thinking back on it. Can I say Cirque du Soleil um, at the end that we uh, as a team went to... All, <laughs> all those
0: muscular men doing acrobatic moves uh, on our poles. Ims- there <laughs> were imp- some impressive, uh, <laughs> impressive
1: um, acrobats, um, regardless of gender. But um <laughs> but uh, that was a fun show. Look, Vegas is always fun. Um, but the, the highlight is always getting together with uh, old friends in the industry and seeing people. You know, we si- we, we, we sit here in Israel... Um, and don't uh, get an opportunity to see everyone at one at w- in in one um, sitting um, in a very intensive week. So it's um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, y- you really get a sense that our industry is a community. There's a c- there's a sense of community in the industry, and that's a, it's a nice reminder when you go to to Vegas. What was the highlight for you, John?
0: The highlight for me uh ivy had to been uh, a part obviously from your presentation which was amazing on, on the thursday which was very well attended looking at the data behind the industry so that's available on diamonds.net uh, if you want to go and check it out um but a layer from jewelers helping jewelers which is a fantastic uh, facebook group that really uh it's just wonderful to see to see people actually giving practical advice and help and just uh, the amount of traction that our group has on, on Facebook is amazing but to see her wonderful wardrobe every day she was wearing like a stunning uh, different uh, outfit i think one time it was like like the queen of hearts or something the i saw one that was like kind of a A dress like the the bare bones or something, the infrastructure dress with all lights on it. If that makes sense, Uh, the skeleton of a dress, let's say, with lights on it. But you know, the enthusiasm, the energy on display, and, and and just her, her. Vibe is just amazing for the in- industry. and It's people like that. It's characters like that with our industry that it's always great to see. And JCK is always littered with them, and it uh, just always, you, you know, brings a smile to my face and 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 makes me proud to be walking among people like that who really wear their heart on their sleeve, are very determined for the industry, very passionate as well. And you know, when issues come up that is against the local retail jeweler, you know, she's there battling his way, uh, battling away, not not afraid to give her of her opinion as well so it's, it's always always good to see it out of jck yeah, it's a
1: nice shout out for to to alia um who always says we've got to do things differently and we've got to stand out as an industry and uh, i think she's right um and uh, she's uh certainly in her dress code she's uh, leading by example but um but we do we have to do things differently in in this industry to to catch the attention of consumers so that's it. It's another another uh, Las Vegas show, um, and uh, now we're heading into the the second half of the year, and hopefully um, it'll give some boost to 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 the diamond guys out there to to improve on uh, on the beginning of the year so um thanks very much john for your insight more than welcome it was a pleasure to to sit with you and uh and chat about the show and um and we'll be keeping an eye on all those topics um moving forward so um thanks for joining us everyone